You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Thursday morning to everyone out there. I am aware that we missed a PGA event. We did not model the PGA event that begins today. I greatly apologize to everybody out there because I had a handful, more than a handful of messages saying, Tom, you were supposed to be, you were supposed to be the golf guy and here we are missing golf. And so I apologize for that, we'll get back on uh, for the President's Cup, which is next week, I know. Uh, today on the show, though, joined by a, uh, a longtime guest. Have him on the show many, many times. It's Clive Bixby. Hey, Clive, how are you? Good morning. How we doing? Good, good, good. So happy to have you on. Um, again, for those that don't follow him or aren't aware, over on Twitter, at ClyveBixby41, that's probably the best place to... Uh, to follow what Clive is is working on and some of the things he's doing, uh, but lately though you've been very very busy. Tell us tell us a little bit about that. What's going on? Yeah, so started up uh, doing a Monday morning podcast on the NFL, basically recapping the key events from Sunday's games and you know how they're going to apply to the following week. So doing that with Rob Pozzola um, from Betstamp in his co-created the hammer network which is at the hammer hq um, a lot of great shows there they're doing some pre-games they're doing um some live feeds basically uh, of halftime on thursday nights and monday just you know so far the uh reception's been pretty good uh, but been working on that uh while just getting ready for the nba season and betting some nfl along the way that's it that's uh, two things i have there uh, number one is you don't realize, like, and please share this with Rob next time you talk to him because you don't realize how, and I'm not saying, you know, not you in particular, Clive, but people don't realize how much work it is to get one show on a network. Like, here at Steady Picks, we are essentially a, a content network for betting, right? And we've got a handful of shows. Ricky and I do some different things. We've got uh, a new show starting. Uh, well, today, later on today, there'll be a new show. Um, and so we have you know four or five shows that we have here on the network. The fact that he launched with like 12, I don't know, maybe more. <laughs> I don't remember the exact number, but the fact that he was able to put that together is mind-boggling to me as someone who has spent so much time over the last eight months trying to get shows together for NFL and for different things, like I can't believe. And again, Rob Pozzola knows a lot more people than, 
and little Tom here at Steady Picks, but um, that helps. But still, it's very impressive. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see all the shows, go to thehammer.bet. And right now, there's already, I'm just looking through, it. there's about 20, 20 different shows, uh, maybe a few more, actually, if I'm looking at it, um, that are, are going to be produced and released on a regular basis. Show about teasers, uh, show about futures. There's a totals with uh, Farley Bets that I think is is the Wednesday night, sh- or I'm sorry, a Wednesday afternoon launch. So there's just a lot of good stuff here. Um, and it's from almost all from guys that are documented winners um, using BetStamp or some other indi- uh, indication. What's the right word I'm looking for? Um, some other third party to verify you know, their betting success. So a lot of good stuff here. Excited to work with them. Yes, that is wonderful. Very happy for you. Um, Thanks. The second thing is you brought up NBA. How much of your time is spent on NBA right now? Is it kind of on the back burner for the most part until we get a little closer? But I, I suppose the season's creep, creeping up very quickly. So, so now it'll start up a little bit. So um, what I'll do is make sure that the way that you know, I aggregated my data last season that that still works. If I can find a way or two to make it a little bit more efficient, I'll do that. Um, I'll use a couple of resources to change any of my priors from last year. Uh, I normally don't make a lot of bets. And I, I said this on the podcast, I think with Rob too, like normally the first week or two of any season, I'm not heavily involved. Um, I'm not a pure data guy. I have my priors from last year of where I think teams ended up. Um, I don't watch a lot of college basketball, to be honest. So some of these guys that are coming in the league, I don't know about. I have my opinions on how certain teams are going to gel together. Like, I know this is easy to say in hindsight, but I did not think Russell Westbrook was going to be a great addition for the Lakers. Um, But that being said, I didn't bet heavily against them either. So I normally wait a week or two just to kind of see how – things are going and how game flow is i don't it's for me the for some people the beginning of the season is great it's for me it's not my heaviest uh volume time it's normally eight to ten games in all the way through about probably 60 games in the nba and then when you got teams that are different have different levels of motivation then it becomes a little bit more subjective with numbers and, you know, trying to understand what lineups are going to be out there and what rotations are going to look like. So, um, so some work, it's not going to be crazy. I still have NFL work to do. So it's interesting though. It never ends. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Just when I thought uh, golf was coming to an end, it never ends. Uh, So, no, but thanks isn't for the, sharing. Isn't that the beauty of sports betting, though? That is the beauty of what we do, right? Like, there's always something to bet on now. So, um, if you're willing to put in the work and, you know, either build a model, watch odd screens, uh, do some homework, get a pen and paper, whatever your your method is, <laughs> there's, there's things out there to take advantage of. Speaking of pen and paper, I just uh... – <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it, but I did unfollow this morning. I finally drew the line in the sand. I unfollowed. Oh, did you? I did. I did. 
I had to do it. Got sick of the clown show? <laughs> I'll go back and look at it. I'll still probably be searching them, looking up all the dumb shit he says. But <laughs> for now, I just need to unfollow. I just can't handle it. I just sit there and just get so upset. Yeah, it, it really is a circus. Um, <laughs> I think maybe one way to evaluate, and maybe this is not the best way, but maybe this is an indicator. If you're looking to follow somebody on on Twitter and they have X amount of followers and four months, eight months, a year later, they have the same amount of followers. Their posts don't get any type of engagement. Nobody ever lock, like likes their stuff really. Um, no, they retweet themselves all the time. I mean, people do it and sometimes that's okay. But if the only engagement they're, they're getting is retweeting themselves, uh, you probably have somebody that's being like, hate followed I, I guess i would call it or like you know they just want to troll that person because it's it's entertainment it's not because that person has much to offer in terms of i don't know uh information Value. quality content it's kind of a joke it really is all right <laughs> i could talk about that all day but we're not gonna um nfl we brought you in to talk a little nfl Sure, sure. And I'm curious on a couple of things. I want to hit you with some of the bets I've made. Um, you talk about bet stamp. I I finally did, uh, you know, take the dive. Bet stamp account is active and being used. So that's fantastic. Um, because I always, and just to be, I don't think we ever talked about this, but I always used Action Network. And people give Action Network a really hard time, and I totally disagree. If so, there's some good things that they do. Um, to be honest, like they have some good tools. I didn't, you know, when I started, my first odd screen was from from Action Network. Um, it kind of fell off a little bit um, in in recent months. I, I guess it's been a while now. I think I stopped using them a little, near a year ago. Um, I don't mind what they do for their tracking stuff. I know you can kind of go in and delete picks, which you can't do on BetStamp if you're, you know, trying to use their verified function. It's just some of the stuff that they quote unquote try and sell. It's it's not all bad, but you know, I I suggest people go in skeptical to start and then find their niches. Like NBA First Basket is a guy that is a really good follow. It's a fun thing that he does. Um, and very profitable at it. It's, it's he's good, but he just went over there. And there's another promo guy that just went over there that I know are profitable and trying to do good things. So yeah, Action Network might get a bad name in certain respects, but in some some of their educational stuff is, and their systems are not good. Oh, they're horrible. They're horrible. That's kind of how, like, I don't even know how long ago that would have been. Maybe two years ago, three years ago, something like that. Like when I really started to like, oh, I'm going to look into like numbers and like models and, and, and stuff like this is going to be me. I can figure this out. It's like that was the first place I landed for a little while. And it's like, wow, to see how far it's come from that to this. But everybody's kind of has, has that arch of, uh, you know, the journey that they take and, and the places they end up. Now, I would always use Betstamp for the screen, like for the odd screen to, to compare odds. But what on I your, liked, uh, like on a laptop or on a desktop. Yes. Yeah. But I what I liked about Action Network was that you could like it synced with a lot of books, where I didn't have to go in and 
actually log my picks myself. Like if you had it selected to verified, you could not, you cannot delete picks. If your account is set to verified, you cannot delete picks, even manual or the synced picks or anything. So I liked that about it. Um, and really it was because it's synced with, you know, MGM and DraftKings and PointsBet and one other one. And between those four, I could pretty much get the best number that I wanted on most stuff. And if I had to do something mm-hmm. different, I would go in and do it myself. But, you know, between those four books, I could get a lot of the numbers I wanted. Yeah. Um, and that's not something I ever really wanted to do. Um, I don't listen. I don't know one way or the other. Uh, if it says that when you're doing those, those linked bets and bet stamp does it too. Now I think for, for a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of books that, you know, it's still like anonymous and encrypted or, or something to protect the book from knowing it's you and attaching you to a bet stamp profile. Um, I just, a little, not skeptical, just, I didn't find enough value in doing that. Let's be honest. Cause, or for me, like there, there might've been a downside that I didn't know about. Call me untrusting, but that's why I didn't do it. But I can see why so many people do because it's easy. I don't think I ever really even considered that to be honest with you. Like, I don't think I ever even thought about it. Uh, it's interesting. Oh, well too late for me. (laughs) I I think probably would have heard something about it by now if it was an issue. Um, but so far, no. Beautiful. Um, okay. Back to the NFL. Let's see here. Okay. So a couple of the plays I've made so far. So normally for the NFL, I bet pretty darn early. Like I'm trying to get, I'm trying to bet pretty early, beat the number pretty good. That's kind of my strategy. Like most of my bets are done. Like tonight when we record happy hour with, with Ricky, if I have any miscellaneous bets that need to go in, that's likely the last time that I do anything. It's incredibly hard to beat the NFL on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, if you're doing it, um, salute god bless but it is hard it is very difficult there are people out there that are doing it i'm sure um but i think your strategy of betting as early as possible and getting the best number gives you the best chance to win um there's always that factor of how much money you're trying to get down versus you know when you're betting your limits are going to be a little bit tighter on you know Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, and they start to open up a little bit more, but I think that's the correct approach. And that's the one that I try to uh, promote with any new better. Yeah. It's, it's the best way to gain quite a bit of value. The problem I've always had in the NFL though, and just to be, just to be real for a second is I, sometimes I, I feel like I end up on the, and this is why I'm tracking it this year with, on bet stamp for the NFL, at least I feel like I'm on the wrong side of a lot of early moves. Like, how do I explain this? I feel like I bet it and it moves my, like the way I want. And I'm like, wow, that was perfect. And then as the week progresses, it kind of comes back to the back to where I bet it. So like, I'm getting kind of stuck in these weird, like head fake spots where, you know, like, um, what's a good example here of something I bet? Um, 
for this week. I think Tampa. Bucks. Did you bet the Bucks? I did bet the Bucks. That was a good example. Yep. Yeah. Two and a half minus one twenty is what I bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it did go to three, and then it juiced to three for a little while. Now it's back at two and a half, pretty much everywhere. Right. And I got a, you know, I had a minus one twenty because I figured this was definitely going to stay at three. So I have a, really, I have a bad number right now. Yeah, and things could change. Um, I think there's the Tampa Bay injury report's a little bit lengthy. I'm trying to remember who's on it. I know they lost. I think they lost the tackle, mm-hmm. um, Julio Jones, who looked great on Sunday, uh, Sunday night. I think he's on it now too. Uh, but I think that's probably the reason for it. I don't think it's um, much past that. So I think that still could go back to that full three, and maybe even a juice three if, if a lot of that lineup plays. But yeah, that's that. That's the other danger of betting early. Like there's there's the balance of news coming out later in the week, um, and lines do kind of bounce around. It seems like the lines that have been released for the most part have stayed pretty tight at least you know on the spread side of things um some totals moved a little bit but that is you know i i still think more if more often than not you're beating that closing number betting early you're you're probably on to something and that's what we're trying to find out that's that's good so the picks just to that i've made and i talked about this on what tuesday or monday when i made them um Chargers tonight, I bet the Chargers plus three and a half obviously got killed on that. I did not see that happening. I I saw this number coming to three, landing on three is what I what I had. My numbers had, I said, this is going to be a three point, you know, a three, land on three, and that should be good. But no. Yeah, I, uh, I, I had that game staying at three and a half and maybe going to four at one point during the week and, and maybe... But like you said, you thought it would kind of end up and stabilize at three. I, I thought it would stabilize at three and a half. Um, I think that probably happens if Keenan Allen would have been playing tonight. But um, the number that I thought got too high this week was the total, and that's come back down a little bit. Not not huge, but it got to 40, 45. What's wrong with me? 54 and a half, <laughs> and it's down now to, to 54 or, you know, 53 and a half with a little bit of extra juice on the under, depending on where you're looking. So the numbers definitely moved a little bit there. I think it got a little bit too high. And that's awesome. I don't do a lot of totals. I wish I did. I, maybe I'll have to try and pay more attention. I just have no feel for the totals in NFL. Like none, like none of the data that I build has anything. I guess it, I mean, it always has something to do with the total and the pace and the offense defense, but uh, it's not something I really look at at all. Yeah. I, I think the best way to, for me, like that's not even purely data driven. I, I don't even have a data set the same way that I have one for, for NBA, just, you know, full transparency. Uh, the way that I tend to look at it, I use a little, a few different data sources um, to get some information. And then I, I kind of have a good feel for which way I think lines will move. And then the ones that I think are, are a little bit off, then I'll do a little bit of research and homework. 
to see if, you know, the data supports what I was thinking or it doesn't. And, you know, having a pace idea is one of those things. Um, looking at average length of drive um, in both plays and time is something else. But the thing that I look for, I guess, quality, is there sort of email going to affect game more than you would expect an average so example was the soul when each played 49ers 49ers amazing high ranked defense um i think they had the best dvoa at the time but the one thing that they had not seen was the level of speed uh, of the Chiefs that year. So I actually did bet the over in that game, and I, I bet the Chiefs. The That was a very matchup-related play. Um, the Tampa Bay Chiefs game, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, Tampa Bay Chiefs Super Bowl, I didn't place a bet on the under, just being transparent. But I thought one of the things that could happen was that Tampa Bay's uh, – defensive front could wreck the game and it did so it's like looking for those types of matchups that are going to skew what you expect the game to be from the average the most if that makes sense i probably didn't say that too clearly no no that was perfect and it reminds me exactly of the the podcast i just did last night uh which will come out a little bit later so clive you should listen to it because i think you might find it kind of interesting the the gentleman that will be doing a show for us he's built a lot of data on the NFL and really what he looks at is exactly what you're saying. What's the biggest mismatches of the week between players and other positional, you know, receivers and coverage quarterback and defensive line, you know, things like that. He, he really does a lot of good work with those things. So I thought it was pretty interesting and along the lines with what you're saying, trying to find the, the mismatches. I think you might, uh, you might enjoy that. Oh, cool. I'll check it out. Um, other bets that I made, well, I want, I want to get your take on two more here. Yeah. Uh, the first one was new England and Pittsburgh. I bet new England minus one. Yep. Um, that was a game that I believe that that would go to two or two and a half. Um, for the most part, I think it's gone to two at least, uh, I think it got to two and a half most places and it kind of settled back down at two. Um, so I'm with you on that. I don't, I don't remember if I mentioned this when Rob and I were, were doing our show on Monday. I thought I did. I thought I mentioned that this was a game that I was going to look at the Steelers in advance. And then once the Steelers had some of the injuries that they had, TJ Watt is such a big part of, of who they are defensively. Um, and you know, their offense didn't really show out. They had five turnovers, I think, on defense and still barely, you know, they had plenty. They were a blocked extra point and a missed field goal away from a loss. So I, I'm, I'm with you on that, that I think the line was probably going to settle at two or two and a half. So I have, yep, I have one. So I feel pretty good about that. I mean, it's not, yep. not real key numbers to be beating, but uh, – Still means well, at least something. you're getting some market agreement. You know, I mean, that's a, a very key thing, uh, I think. And, you know, one of the things newer betters can do, too, if they have those opinions set, 
and they're in a spot like PA or New Jersey with so many legal books, get an unabated free odds screen, use BetStamp's odd compa- odds comparison tool, and you could potentially wait till you have market agreement and then feel like feel more comfortable betting. But if people are betting and the numbers moving, it's any listeners out there, it's rarely because of the public, despite what you might read. The yes. book's not looking for 50-50 um, you know, exposure on both sides of the line. That's that's a myth that's been, you know, by plenty of significant bookmakers have have said that that's not the case in almost all cases. Um, these books are willing to take a position on a game. They will move based on sharp action. So what that tells you is, you know, when you bet the minus one, I know you know this. This is for you know people listening. Um, if it moves from minus one to minus two, it's because some group that is respected or some individual better that is highly respected bet enough and the books were willing to move their opinion based on that person's opinion. Couldn't have said it any better. That's perfect. Um, to me, when I, when I draw this up, I'm like, what means a lot to this, to this team and to the spread? a significant amount more so than any, like you'd be hard pressed to find a defensive player to me that, that moves the point spread more than a half a point or maybe a point, maybe I'm being too, but a defensive player moving it, a point is like crazy. Watts, the only guy in the league, one of the only guys in the league that I would say he actually has a significant impact on, on the spread. Cause we talked about this last night too. Like the Aaron Rodgers down to his backup is like what six points to the spread to the number roughly. I mean, people come up with it differently, but he's the highest at like six ish, right? If Aaron Rodgers to, to love whatever his name is, is six points, you know, that's crazy to think about. No other quarterback is even close to that. So players aren't as worth as much to the, to the number as you, as people initially think. I believe anyway. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's 11 players on the field for every play. Um, and there are truly a small amount of guys that are, are disruptors, you know, the Watt, the Aaron Donalds, um, you know, quarterbacks are in their own yep. league for sure. In terms of that, that's a completely different position. And, and you see how much the, the Bengals and Cowboys line has moved. Um, but yeah, on defense, you're rarely going to see a total and or the spread move a ton based on a defensive player being out. But I think that's that's a key one. And I personally was higher on the Steelers than I was on the Patriots this year. I would have had them as a one-point favorite in this game at full strength. Um, at home, I have them about the same on, on a neutral. Close. It's close. But I think, you know, T.J. Watt being out, that's that's a big deal for them. And they possibly might not have – I keep saying this. I, maybe it's just because it looked worse than it was. But, you know, I don't think Harris is going to be at, at full strength at worst. Or I'm sorry, at best if he plays. And, you know, if you have to rely on Mitch Trubisky, who I don't hate as a quarterback. No. That's going to be a tough day. And, you know, you have a guy like Belichick that's pretty good against game planning against – quarterbacks with a significant um weakness let's say yep and yeah i had this game 
right around a pick them, maybe a half, like just slightly a half point either way. It could have been uh, just like right in the middle. So when it was minus one, I, I grabbed it. I said, I know it's going to go towards the Patriots with the injury news and all that with the Steelers. I, I think it's going to go that way, and so far it has. So awesome. Um, the last game I'll, I'll ask you about or I'll tell you about is the Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. I bet this as quickly as I could. There were some threes, I think, like right as it opened, uh, plus threes on the Vikings on Monday night. I didn't get those. I did get a two and a half. Um, and this is another one, Clive, that, you know, three, two and a half. I bet it there. It goes down to as low as like one and a half. I think it's been at yes, like yesterday. Now it's back to two, even a two and a half floating around. Like what the heck's going on here? I, I I'm having a hard time with this game. Uh, I don't think the Vikings should be a three point dog on the road to the Eagles, but um, I think it settles at one and a half too. Personally, uh, at that number, I have a hard time making a pick. Honestly, at three, mm-hmm. I think anybody who got a three, that's a, a pretty good number. Um, I don't mind the over in this game either. I think that that's something that I think there's a 49 and a half out there uh, if you like it. But I think it was 48 probably, if I remember correctly, 47 and a half. I'm seeing 50, yeah, oh, to open. Yeah, it was it was down there. So I'm seeing 50 and a half, 51. Uh, 49, yeah. 49 and a half. 49 and a half is at Superbook, if you have it. That's in New Jersey. Um, That's uh, worth one the thing drive. I wanted to mention, if you're betting in New Jersey, by the way, and this is part of the reason why I'm not exactly tracking too many NFL picks in BetStamp right now. I'm trying to utilize these exchanges a little bit more. Um, profit oh, exchange and sport trade. In essence, you're looking at a two percent commission on any bet. So for the most part, your bets are around like minus one hundred two and change. So you you really cut down what you need in terms of a, a necessary winning percentage to be a break even better. If you have that at your disposal, you definitely should be using it. Cloud, I can't to- believe I forgot to ask you about this. I'm going to have to have you back on like very soon, like next week to go over this because I have so many questions. I just want to know how it is. And really what I'll ask you now before I just go off the rails and start asking you a million questions about it. Is it worth visiting New Jersey? Like what do I get any value like popping in to try and use it? Or should I wait until I can like really spend a day like over there looking at stuff? Um, it's a fair question. It, it, it depends when you're looking to bet. If you are a person who's looking to, um, be reacting to line moves, chances are it'll move faster, um, than you're able to do something like that. But I mean, like for tonight's game, as an example, and liquidity is slowly, uh, improving. So, like on the spread side of things, the best number is KC minus four and a half. But if you want that at minus 102, you can get $800 down on it right now if that's what you want. Uh, the 54 and a half over, that's at 305. You can get that. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of, of options there. Um, the Patriots, Steelers, 
New England's minus three. That's the best number they have there. And in exchange, Pittsburgh's two and a half. So there's a lot of good to it for sure. Um, if you're looking to make bets later or meaning you have enough data that you're just comfortable to make your bets, yeah, you probably should. Um, it depends on your bet size. If you're a guy betting 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 a game, you're not going to get enough liquidity there yet. It might get there. Um, sport trade's a little bit different. They haven't truly launched yet. Uh, but sport trade has a few more options. When you look at sport trade, they have a couple of alternate lines to go along with the spread number that opened typically. And they have money line numbers and everything's based off of what they call contract. So it's a hundred dollar, whatever you bet, whatever you buy, so to speak, it's to win a hundred. So if the buy number is 51 and a half, you are wagering 51 and a half to return a hundred total profit 48 and a half. And then there's a, a 1%, I think commission on that. It might be a little bit more. I don't have it up in front of me. So, I mean, there's a lot of, of good to to this. And the thing about sport trade is like like you wanted the Patriots at minus one, right? Mm -hmm. You can buy as many contracts as you can, as much liquidity as in the market. When it moves to plus two, if you're happy with that, you can sell your position and take a profit immediately. So um, I think that's what they're trying to do a little bit with sport trade. Sport trade is going to have some live they're going to have live markets too. So that's, uh, wow. It's both are, are very good tools. They do things a little bit differently, but ultimately in both cases, you're cutting down the amount of VIG, so to speak, that you're paying. And, you know, at minus 102, I think it's like 50 and a half percent. If I got the number right, I was traveling. Um, 50, 50 and a half percent you have to win to be break even. And a half. That's that a lot correct. different than 52.4 at minus 110. That stuff matters. So, and Clive, I that's think that's why I uh, like it. It's wonderful. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would think the, the guy that likes to bet on Sunday morning and just throw in a bunch of tickets and whatever, like just, oh, I want to watch the games. I want to have some skin on it. Like this is probably the best way to do that because of what you're saying. Like if you're betting... 10, 20, 50, 100, you know, maybe 100 bucks a game and you're just trying to have some fun and whatever. Like, is this the best way to do that now? Because you're essentially paying, you know, your, that break-even point matters a lot for somebody who's not very good. Like, if you can do coin flips and lose half a percent, you know, all the time, like, whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, you're you're basically looking at, you know, most, not most, a, a couple of different casino games when, you know, the house has that small of an edge. And yeah, I, I think they should. Um, now, on the legal side of things, if you are kind of a s smaller volume and bet size better, you know, maybe there's promos that you could take advantage of that help make you a a break even to a profitable better i mean in all honesty that's how i started that's how i got some of my confidence when new jersey book, books launched you know um some of them had i think it was a 25 percent 
and sometimes more, 25% profit boost on any game on NFL. I think that was like a drafting wow. promotion. Like you could use it for any game for the opening, like two weeks. And that's how I, I kind of built some of my confidence. But, you know, you have to kind of pick and choose. Here's the thing, though. I think if we're being probably honest with ourselves, a lot of the people betting on Sunday that aren't taking this too seriously aren't price sensitive. That's true. Should they be? Yeah. Um, good point. It's good to let them know that there is this option out there. Um, but there could be some price sensitive guys, you know, like me when I was getting started that you know, are looking for something to, to bet and have a little bit more margin for error. Wow. Good stuff. Thank you for sharing. Uh, last question before we get out of here. Any bets that you've made in the NFL that you're willing to, to share? Any numbers, maybe any numbers that are still, like, somewhat close? Or have you beat anything really good? Um, the only bet that I made for this week and – you know, I was traveling and kind of threw off my process a little bit. Um, I got under 43 and under 42 and a half in Cincy and Dallas. Uh, FanDuel has 42 and a half now. If somebody wants that, um, I did not bet it huge at all. So, again, you know, full transparency. Yep. Um, that is the only game that I've bet so far. The I do have a couple props tonight, um, but those numbers are gone, so I don't want to throw that out there and have somebody tail at a, at a bad number. Um, the other games that I'm looking at and I haven't decided yet, um, honestly, the Giants at minus one and a half, minus two, is is a game that I'm looking at. I also I I did like. I can't. I, I don't know how I feel about the Texans yet, and I don't know how I feel about the Broncos. But that ten number just does not seem good, and I missed the tens for Seattle with San Francisco. Um, I am not high on Trey Lance at all. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for him to develop into something great. And if Kittle's out again this week, that's another weapon that's going to be gone for him. So I. I just don't like that team right now at all. So Seahawks is another one that I'm looking at, but the best number out there right now is at MGM at nine and a half. I think, um, That's what yeah. I'm so those too. are the games that I'm looking at. Uh, the Bengals at sevens, very interesting too. If you can get a seven, the bills, Tennessee is another interesting game that, you know, based on the way Tennessee and the bills played last year with, you know, if I remember correctly, it was a Monday night kind of a shootout that came down to a missed fourth down play. Bills late, which was one of my bigger bets of the season last year that I lost. I remember that. Um, so those are the games I'm targeting, and I haven't made decisions yet. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing that. Appreciate that very much. Of course. This I've is what... Uh, you know, I love talking about this stuff. It's fun. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for taking your time out. This Thank morning. you again for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. We'll do it again soon. I really, I really want to get the full lowdown on on using the exchanges because I think that's a betting revolution uh, on the way. Um, oh, Clive, for you before you go, the tennis pick of today. 
We've got one already in action. Mayor Sharif, she's up a set and uh, on serve on the second set. She, uh, we crushed that line. And the line we crushed, I, I shouldn't even bring it up, actually, now that I look at it, because I can't, I can't recommend it anymore. But it's Tatiana Maria. We got minus 127. I'm seeing minus 150s now on her. Wow. That is a nice number. Good for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll double check and make sure we can't. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, 150s, 140. It says FanDuel has minus 130 still. So if you, if you can find that, um, I would definitely. Tennis is weird on the bet on bet stamp too because it says like latest odds, maybe just where I bet it. I'm not sure. But uh, Yeah, it, it could be hard. And, you know, for anybody out there for the looking for some NFL content, like I said, check out the hammer.bet. There's kind of a show for everybody. If you're a prop guy, go there. There's props. There's there's some good winning betters too. So I mean, check it out. There's also some fun shows too, like Luke's Locks, where I think he's betting something like that he has to do if he loses. So that's kind of a fun thing. I think he had to get waxed yesterday or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> something that would terrify me. Yeah. Um, yeah. No good. way. No way. Uh, so Tatiana Maria, if you can find the 130 at FanDuel, that is the play. Tatiana Maria, minus 130, starts in uh, an hour, a little over an hour. All right, I'm going to go check that out now. <laughs> Good luck to everybody who's following that and uh, Mayor Sharif from yesterday. She's uh, on her way, so no no jinx in that. Uh, Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Clive, thanks again. We'll see everybody tonight for happy hour and tomorrow for the morning show. Thank you so much. Good luck, everyone.